Hey there, I'm Brittany, and welcome to the Cape Cod Church Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Cape Cod Church, you can visit our website at capecodchurch.com. In the meantime, enjoy this message in our current series, The Story Project. We know that many people come in these doors not just tired because you're still waking up, but also because we come bearing burdens. And sometimes we come to church and we're just tired. We're exhausted. Exhausted by life, by our circumstances, maybe by our current schedule or a change of seasons, whatever it may be, we just want you to know that that's okay, that there's a space for you here, and that we care. So before we continue to worship and to hear the message that Pastor has for us, we just want to pray for you, for those who might have come this morning a little bit more exhausted than usual. So will you pray with me? Father, we come to you this morning grateful that you are a God who hears our concerns, who sees us exactly where we are in the messiness of our human lives and cares. Father, this morning we just ask that for those who've come bearing heavy burdens, that today you might refresh them, that you might lighten that load. Father, we ask that for those who came looking for something or for those who came because they didn't know what to look for, that you would grant them that rest. Father, we just ask that through the next song, to the message we're about to hear together, through the fellowship in the lobby after, that you would grant us rest, the kind of peace and rest and relief that can only be found in you, the Father of rest, the Lord of the Sabbath. We thank you and praise you for being a good, good Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So how you doing? All right. Yeah, I'm doing good. Online. If you're online watching, you can, you can, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down. You can be more honest online, right? You know, here's what I've come to discover. Most of us have a stock answer to how are you doing, right? We've got a good, good, fine. And sometimes if, if you're not and you may gloss it over, you may fake it over, you may, or you may be brutally honest. But my guess is when someone asks you how you're doing, you've got a, you've got a stock go-to answer. Here's an answer I hear a lot, and I'm going to confess I use a lot. It's my go-to answer. How you doing? Busy, busy. I love busy. I'm not going to lie. I love busy. Some of you, if we were to start a small group for recovering busy people, we would have to hold it in this room right here. We don't have another room that could hold it. Like, we, like, like busy is... Um, busy is appropriately humble with a hint of industriousness and popularity. You know what I'm saying? There, you, you think about it. It's, it's there. It's like, like it says something about us to us. And, and it's true. We're busy. In fact, some of us are what they call crazy busy. Like exhausted busy. Like, like it, it's, it's, it's crept into our 
soul busy. It's not even schedule. We're just, we're just overwhelmed. We're, we're exhausted. A few months back, we were talking with a, a family, some of our staff uh, here at the church, military family, and man, what a year they've had. They've got young children, and they've waded through uh, the pandemic with young children and military responsibilities, and now this soldier was getting ready to ship off to a war zone. <laughs> and we asked, how are you doing? It was a private, honest conversation. And the reply was a bit shocking. The reply was, <laughs> and remember, at the tail end, little kids, pandemics, school, juggling jobs. The response was, I feel a bit guilty. I'm looking forward to going to a war zone just to get a break. Whew. I remember hearing that and going, I think I know exactly what you're saying. We've been there where, where the, the busy and the stress and the exhaustion just have, have crept in. And it, it doesn't have to be an overwhelming schedule. It can just be the, the crushing responsibility of doing every single day. So we've been talking about how God's great plan from the very beginning was to give us life and life to the full as a gift. And it turns out that a central part of this, in fact, we could have started this series here, is that he wants to give you rest. That this has always been a part of his plan to give you the gift, the ability, the opportunity, the instruction, the direction of rest. <laughs> but if it's a gift, it feels like a rare gift because we don't often feel rested and ready. And I think that's why we have to begin with a problem because there is a problem and I'm going to call it the problem of the finish line. So to understand all of this, I want to look at two passages. First, I want to go all the way back to the beginning because I think most of the story project begins in the beginning. So in Genesis chapter 1, you'll remember this passage, right? Perhaps if you're familiar with the Bible and the story, it says, God blessed them. Verse 28, and he said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. So God is talking to his creation He's talking to Adam and Eve, and he's saying, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and over every living creature that moves on 
the ground. And so this, this passage here is the, is the introduction of the idea of work. By the way, just an important point to make that, that the idea of work did not come as a result of the curse. Some people have made that mistaken notion. No, the idea of work, of ruling over the earth, of creating, of managing, of, of innovating, all of this was a part of God's creative plan. He created all of the earth, all of its resources. He put us in the middle of it and he said, go, subdue it, create it, manage it, oversee it. Take all that this I've given you and create something out of it. Make something out of this world. And it wasn't part of the curse. It was part of the plan. Like this is why you get so much joy many times out of your job or out of your hobby. It's why we get such pride out of creating something, managing something, seeing something grow and develop, taking the raw materials and putting it together and seeing what can come because it's what we're made for. In fact, John Mark Comer in his book uh, on, uh, on hurry, a great little book, he, he, he speaks about this word Subdue. that's right in the middle of that passage where, where God says to his creation, he looks over everything and he says, go and subdue it, rule over everything. He said, this word subdue is an interesting word, right? It, it can mean create, it can mean manage, it can mean oversee. But it turns out that, that this word is uh, in, the, in the Hebrew is the word kebas. And, and it turns out that it looks like this is where we got the English word kebash. You know, remember that word? It actually shows up first with, the first time we see it popularly is in like the 1830s, 1840s with Charles Dickens. He uses the, the word kibosh, right? So you know, kibosh, put the kibosh on it. Take care of that. Finish that. Stop that. End that. Control that. Take care of that. I love that. Kibosh. I'm good at kibosh. Kibosh it. Just kibosh it. Just, just take care of it. Finish it, stop it, rule over it, manage it. Kabosh, like kabosh. Some of you are good at kabosh, aren't you? You don't know how to stop kaboshing. Right? Right? It's true. We're like, we're 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 pro kaboshers. Kabosh. I'm just I'm just like one kibosh after another kibosh after another. I'm just kiboshing. I'm like kibosh that, kibosh this, kibosh that, and I'm a pro kibosher. I got promoted for my kiboshing. I get rewarded for my kiboshing. Like that's what we get rewarded. That's what we get paid for every week or every other week or however you get paid. You get kibosh, you, you kibosh well, you get paid for kiboshing, right? And the problem is we don't know when to stop kiboshing because we think the story stopped at kiboshing. Like this whole story is about kiboshing, but that's, that's actually not the whole story. That's not what he's laying out here. In fact, it's part of the story. He says, subdue it, kibosh, right? Take care of it create it, manage it. But that's not the end of the story. In fact, it's just a little piece of it. It's just day six. Six. In verse 31, it says that God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Thus, the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. And by the seventh day, God 
had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. God was done kiboshing, creating, and he rested because, you know, he was tired. <laughs> no, God wasn't tired. Like, he didn't go, dang, I need a vacation. This is killing me. Like, there's no, there's no sense in this passage that God did the sixth day, the seventh day, and was like, I can't take another day of this. In fact, the idea here was that this idea of rest was, was, a, was a gift for you. It was a, it was a finish line of sorts. It was a, a built-in rest. It was a... It was a defense against hurry. Dallas Willard says that hurry is the spiritual enemy of the soul. And we must relentlessly eliminate it. I read that the first time. I'm like, mm, the spiritual enemy of the soul? Like the? A, easy, easy, A. It's A, it's one of, but the. He may be on to something. See, here's the problem. <laughs> this is our problem. We think hurry works. Just let that sit in. We think it works. We think kibosh, 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 kibosh. I can more kibosh than anybody else can kibosh. And if I kibosh more than the next guy kiboshes, I get promoted, I get the job, I keep the job, I get the bonus. We think it works. But rest, the idea of Sabbath, of, of, of stop, Stop, like, like rest, like carving out time and stepping back, creating for us a finish line is our intentional way of rejecting the belief that hurry works. It's me standing up and saying, it's a lie, it's a lie, it's a lie. I may have been living it for the last six days, but I'm stopping because it's a lie. Hurry doesn't work. It's the enemy. And I'm going to stop. And I'm going to set back. And I'm going to do what God did. I'm going to rest. If only it were that easy, right? You ever been stressed and you went to sleep because I just need to go to sleep? And you woke up tired? Anybody wake up tired? How is that possible? How can we sleep for, you know, 8, 10, 12 hours and wake up tired? Like I wake up and the same stress that was there when I went to bed is still there. And I'm... <sighs> do, you ever, do you ever need a vacation from vacation? 
Uh, Y'all know what I'm talking about. We live in vacation land, right? Because it turns out that that, this rest thing is more complicated than than just a a, a day off. That that rest is more than just physical. It's, It's emotional. And if it's emotional and physical, then it's spiritual. And this is why I think Jesus says what he says, and he gives this to us as a gift. And I want to read it to you in in Matthew chapter 11. In verse 28, uh, it says, Then Jesus said, Come to me. That might be the most important part, uh, but come to me. All you who are weary, and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Rest. I'm going to give this to you. Come to me, and I will give you rest. He goes on to say, it's worth noting in the the next verse, take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Like, you want rest, you're going to have to rest the soul. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. This is an interesting passage. These verses round out chapter 11. If you've got your Bibles open and you're reading along with me, you'll see that 28, 29, 30 round out chapter 11. And we have a habit of of, of seeing the end of a chapter and reading it like the end of a period of time, and then they go on to the next chapter, and it's like we've, we've time jumped. But that's not always the way it happens. In fact, in chapter 12, it's the same day, and it tells us that the day Jesus is saying to me, hey, come, come, come to me, all of you who are weary and tired and exhausted. Come to me, and I'll give you rest. It turns out he's saying this on the Sabbath He's saying it on the day of rest. We know this because that's what it says in the first verse of chapter 12, verse 1. It said at the same time, it was the Sabbath. Now now watch what happens next. Jesus is in this very moment. He's saying, come to me, all you who are weary, and I'll give you rest. And it's the Sabbath day, and he's walking through a field with his, his disciples, and they're hungry, and so they start like plucking Grains, uh, you know, like wheat. You have to be really hungry to eat raw wheat, but whatever. I mean, they're, they're plucking it off, and they're eating it. And you may, if you're familiar with the New Testament story, you may remember that this is a moment where the Pharisees went, whoa, 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 whoa. That's work. That's work. You're not allowed to work on the Sabbath. You're, you're harvesting. You're harvesting grain. You're not supposed to do that. You have to stay hungry. Don't do that. And then the very next thing that happens is they go to the temple, and in the temple, there's a, a man who's, who, who's got a, a lame hand, and they ask Jesus, is it lawful to work on the Sabbath? In other words, you can't heal this man. It's the Sabbath. It's the day of rest, and healing is a form of work. You can't do it. Ha, 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 ha. You know what Jesus did, right? He poked him in the eye. That's what he did. He healed him. But in that passage, 
Jesus says something interesting. So remember, he starts it all off. He says, come to me and I'll give you rest. And then they challenge him because, no, 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 no. This is how you rest. This day, this day. Don't do anything. Just stop. If you stop doing everything, you'll get rest. And, and he's like, really, that's not exactly how it works. And I love this verse. In Matthew chapter 12 and verse 8, Jesus says to round all of this and put it together, he says, for the Son of Man, that's Jesus, is Lord, even over the Sabbath. Do you see what Jesus is saying? Jesus is saying, look, I am the master of the Sabbath. I am the one who give you rest. Like if you want rest, you're going to have to come to me. Let me, let me break that down into two parts. Like come, stop, like stop what you're doing. Like create an intentional break with you, in your life. You're gonna have to stop because you're too busy. And this is why I created the idea of a Sabbath. But listen, that's not the only time we, we stop. In fact, I would just offer a, a, a habit of stopping daily. I think he wants us to stop daily, just to stop. And, and, and stop so we can be with him. My own, my own habit, and many people I know, is, this, is, to, is to stop and, and, and take a, a bit of time in the morning. Maybe 15 minutes, 30 after a while, it becomes like the, the most precious time in your life. You're like, that, that, like, like that's my hour. That's, and we just, we start, we stop and we, we stop weekly. We set aside a day. Listen, I, I'm not going to confess my soul here, but this is hard, man. This is like this, this habit of stopping. I'm not good at it. I, I'm confessing that because Tammy's in this service and she's not normally at the nine and I didn't think I'd have to confess, but it's true. She knows it. It's like, it's like I'm not good at, I'm good at kiboshing, but I'm not good at stopping. Can you relate? Like, and so there's like this, this habit of stop, just stop, come, like, come. Stop what you're doing so you can come to me, come. And I think there's seasons where, where we just... We've got to stop. We've got to get away. You can call that what, call it whatever you want, but there's a time daily. There's a time, there's a time weekly, a day when we just set aside and we just stop. We, we need this habit. We need this habit of, of, of stopping. The, I, I was reading in, uh, in John Tyson's book, Beautiful Resistance, another great, a great little book. He, he talks about uh, the flaneurs. I'd never heard of this, the flaneurs. In, uh, in the 1830s, I think it was, in 1830s in, in France. So right about the time that the word kibosh was coming on. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? You know, over in England, they're like kibosh, 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 and the industrial revolution is hit. And there was this group of people called the flaneurs, and they would, uh, they, they, they would rebel against the pace of life that was picking up with the industrial world by walking. They would just kind of saunter through the city. That's the way they just sauntered. But some of them, this is what made them notable, some of them, to, to kind of rebel against the system of industrialization and how the world was going mad, it seemed to them, they would go for a walk, and they would walk with a leash their turtles. <laughs> True story. Like, look it up. You'll see pictures. Like you look up Flanor, there's pictures. They're like, there's like the drawings. They've got a turtle. Honestly, I thought about this. I'm like, oh, that, I wonder what that would look like. 
And I like just thinking about it annoyed me. That, that's how I felt. Like I, like I, I, I pictured it. I'm like, gosh, I would just want to like pick the turtle up. <laughs> Sorry, camera guy. I'm back. I'm back. I just try, I'm like, like, oh, cause like the turtle, like my face and a turtle's face. Like, no, that doesn't work. That's like, that's like, and I, I, what I'm saying is I, I think some of us, like God is wanting to give us the turtle. He's saying, that's your turtle day. Stop. Stop. Like, cause you're not, you don't know how to stop. Like the idea of stopping annoys you. Like right now you're thinking about what am I allowed to do while I'm stopping? <laughs> and that's why we need a habit. We need a habit of, of daily. It's a bit of time where we stop. A weekly. Where we just pull back. Where we rebel against the theology that hurry works. We reject it. But Jesus said, come to me. Do you see what Jesus is doing in this passage? Jesus is doing this passage. He said, no, 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 no. Rest is not just stopping. You can't just give up like plucking grains of weed or, or healing people. That's not rest. Like, like, that's where rest starts. But rest, he says, I am the Sabbath. I am rest. I am the one who gives you rest. That's why rest is both stopping and listening. Stopping and listening. Come, stop. Stop what you're doing. To me. That's what Jesus is saying. There's, there's something about just being in his presence that brings rest. There's something about just carving out a little bit of time in your day before your day starts to just rebel against hurry, stop, and listen. How do you listen? Well, you, you listen through the word... We, we, we offer a daily devotional. It's a good place. You don't, you don't have to. The, the, the key is not how much can I read. Sometimes, literally, just a verse. Like, we offer a daily devotional. It's online. It's on the app. It's a great place to start. And it's, it's short. It's just got, it's got, a, it's got a verse or two, and then it kind of digs in. It takes a few minutes to explain it, and it just gives you a place to stop and to begin to listen. But, li but, but, but here's, here's what you do. Like, like I'm going to give you, like, this is, this is my daily prayer. This is my personal devotion time. I'm like, I'm, I'm carving into a little bit of the Word, sometimes just a verse. This morning, it was three verses, and really, it was the first verse that was like, oh man, yes. But it's, but it's listening. Like, like It's his presence that gives you rest. When, when the presence of God, when the presence of Jesus is real, like when it's real, is it, when it's as real as your struggle and your problem and your frustration and your worry, when it's, when it's real, huh, it's rest. It's rest. So my, my, my personal time is often finished with, Lord, I just want to hear you today. 
I just want to hear you. I don't want to be so busy doing that I, I, I'm kiboshing, 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 and I don't, I don't actually hear and see you. Like, like you said you would be with me. Like, like with me. And I want to experience that. It's rest. Because here, here's what I believe. I believe that, that when you stop and when you ask him for rest, I believe he'll give it. He's not going to always give it the way you thought, but I think he'll give you rest. Like his, his presence will be real. Sometimes the way he gives it is not the way we expect it. It's... We've been watching stories through the Story Project. They've been awesome. I've got one I want you to see. It's, a, it's an unexpected story of how God gives the gift. And, and I thought, it's the gift of rest. It's like that's... Like, and sometimes he does it through a child. This is a great story. Why don't you take a minute and watch this and then we'll pray. I'm Luke Loud and I'm 11 years old. And I'm from Cape Cod, um, Sandwich, Massachusetts. Yeah. My favorite sports team is the Patriots. I have a couple accents I can do. First, I'm gonna start off with English. I think that might be one of my best. I start with, I started with that. So, ready? Back in my day, I used to watch the Beatles on the telly. And there's uh, Australian. This is like one of those zoo guys that are like, my, this is Australian crook. Crikey. I want to be an inventor uh, and help the world. Like, like with renewable energy and stuff like that. So my baby brother passed away because of a malfunction in his uh, brain. It like couldn't like support his body. The whole time, um, doctors said he was all right, he was fine, like when he was in my mom's stomach. And it turns out that like at the end part, he died during the, well, I think he might have, I don't know the full story, but he died uh, like during that process of her, um, of my mom uh, delivering him. So I was um, t getting taken care of by my papa that night. Um, and then I, in the morning my dad came and he w told me about everything and he was really sad. And I, we prayed and stuff. And at that time, I feel like God enlightened me. And then I, my dad even says, I came like a mini barista because both of my, uh, my papa and my dad were re very, very sad. So I started acting like I was a barista and started making coffee for them and stuff like that. And it was like really funny and stuff. And I really like enlightened their mood and stuff. And over time it did and enlightened a lot of other people. The best gift God has ever given me was probably he reached out to me and gave me light. And I think his plan was to use me to um, help my family from depression because my when my baby brother died, my family was really down on the lows and it was really hard that, for them. So I feel like when I prayed God to God, he like reached out to me and told like 
gave me that light and then I used that light to help myself but also I helped my family get over the traumatizing situation. My name means the bringer of light. My full name is Lucas and if you, if you do Luke, that's light and then if you do Lucas, that's bringer of light. What a great, what a great story, Lucas. So this morning, I was reading, didn't have this planned, it's not in your notes. In Psalms 23, you may be familiar, the Lord is my shepherd, but I was reading in the New Living Translation, it says it so well. That first verse, the Lord is my shepherd, he gives me everything I need. It's true. He is our rest. That's why we come to him. We're so busy kiboshing. We don't stop daily, weekly, and sometimes for seasons. We don't listen. But I want you to know Wherever your exhaustion is coming from, whatever it is that's piling up and weighing you down, he has everything you need. And he gives it as a gift. And the rest that you need to endure and to go on, you'll find as a gift when you stop and listen. Stop and listen. Because when the presence of Jesus comes real, you will find rest. Maybe you've been listening in on this series. and You've been in your own personal journey of wrestling with Jesus. What am I going to do with him? I can I give my life to him? Am I going to trust him as my savior, to use a phrase some use? Am I going to follow him? Maybe hearing all of this was exactly what you needed to hear. A God, a Lord, who says, come, come to me, and I'll give you rest. If so, I want to give you a chance to accept that gift of life in Jesus Christ. Would you bow with me? Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I want to do two things. One, I want to invite you who are just exhausted. You're just tired. You came in here and it just feels like it's piling up. These are your minutes. Just to begin praying, talking to him, listening. This is your moment to stop, to rebel against the idea that hurry works and just to say, God, I don't know what's happening, but I need to hear your voice. I'm listening. 
I need to be with you to rest in you. I invite you in the quiet of the moment just to take your time with him. And maybe you're here and you've been wrestling with Jesus. Like, what am I going to do? Today, you're ready to say yes. In the quiet of the moment, I want to invite you to do just what he said. Come to him. Believe in him. He wants to give you the gift of life and life to the full. If that's you, in the quiet of this moment, I just want to invite you to pray with me. No one else has to hear. It's just you and God. You might pray something like this. Dear Lord, I need you. Jesus Christ, I want you in my life. God, I I believe you sent your son to die on the cross for me. To give me the gift of life. Full life. And rest. Help me now to live my life fully for you. In Jesus' name. Thanks for tuning in to this message from our current series, The Story Project. If this is your first time listening, we'd love to meet you in person. We have services every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. in East Falmouth, Massachusetts, or join us for our live stream services on YouTube at the same time. If you enjoyed the Cape Cod Church podcast, we hope you'll consider leaving us a review so that other people can discover us too. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next episode.